Christ, my name is Pastor Daniel Yeboah. This is Arena of Release and Breakthrough. Everyone is welcome at Lightweight Church of God in Christ. Whether yellow, green, purple, or black, no matter what the color of your skin is, this is the house of love. This is the church of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to continue with the series that I've been teaching on. Uh, from last week. Uh, our title for this morning's message is Sacrifice Determines Our Love for God. Let us all repeat after me. Sacrifice Determines Our Love for God. I can't hear no one. Sacrifice Determines Our Love for God. Amen. And with this situation going on around, we are to determine to sacrifice for God. We should determine to serve God. We should determine to break through, to go all out for God. Hallelujah. I'm going all out for God. Let us all repeat it. I am going all out for God. I am going all out for God. Not looking at what is going on. Not looking at coronavirus. Not be filled with fear, not be filled with anxiety, but asking God for wisdom, asking God for revelation. When we sacrifice and go all out for God, God will teach us, God will show us, God will reveal to us what we should do concerning this situation. And not fear, hallelujah, and not anxiety. We pray God should give our scientists of today, our biologists, our virologists, our researchers, scientific researchers, God should reveal, if we go all out for God, he's going to reveal answers to this problem of coronavirus. And I pray God should protect us. If we go all out for God, God is going to protect us through this plague that is plaguing our world today. <coughs> Beloved, many today say they love God, right? We That's what we proclaim. That's what we profess. We love God in all our communities, our politicians, everywhere around. We, we, we just like to say, I love God. If whether we mean it or not, our sacrifice will determine whether we love God or not. But the most important, important thing in our life is money. Money drives every aspect of our life today. Money drives our economy. Money drives every aspect of our life. So if there's any comparison I want to make between God and us, the best thing to use is money, right? The best thing to use is money. We could only tell if we really love God when, the, when money and Jesus is compared. When money and Jesus is compared, that is when we could tell truly if we love God or we love money. When the opportunity arises to sacrifice, when there's any opportunity to sacrifice between money and Jesus, hallelujah, if I say between money, anything that we'll do that will bring some money into our life, that will bring some riches, that will bring some wealth into our life, 
That is what money will stand for. So between money and Jesus, who would we be willing to sacrifice for? Who are we going to be willing? Who is going to push us to sacrifice for? If you will <laughs> sacrifice for money, let us not deceive ourselves. When there's opportunity to serve God or Jesus, and when there's opportunity to make some money, who are you going to choose? If you choose money, let us not deceive ourselves. What money is your God. But beloved, this will not apply to us when certain times that maybe we have a job or maybe we have to go to work instead of coming to service or doing something for God. But that is not applied to us because our employment is also part of our calling. Our employment is part of our calling. Hallelujah. So if you have to be at work or if you have, your career is demanding that you be at work on Sunday or days of worship or your Sabbath day, in this time of economy that we live in, then we have to hit to that call. So this will not apply to that. But if we have the opportunity, if we don't have to work, if we don't have to go away, and they stand for service or they stand to sacrifice for God, but then we still choose to go make money over God. That is what I'm, I'm trying to uh, talk about. My personal experience, sometimes in the past, I was working, uh, you know, I did not have any money on me. I only have a few dollars. And I was working across this bus station, and this man approached me and asked me for money. I was touched by God to give the man the money. And when I, I crossed the street to the other side, there was a Stella Brothers across the street from the bus station. So I went and picked up a few groceries and in the line towards the cash register to pay my items, there was this man that asked me for money. I thought was homeless and needed money to buy food or something, right? And he was in front of me smiling with a can of beer in his hands. I was shaking, I was, <laughs> I was angry, I was angry like anything else. I was saying to myself, really? The money that I could use for something important in my life, I gave to you, and you are here with a can of beer in your hand. But I was almost about to decide that I wasn't going to give anybody money that asked me money on the streets unless I was led by the Spirit of God to do so. Because our human flesh cannot discern the ways of God. Beloved, maybe you have also experienced shame. And the question is, how do we know who God wants us to help? How do we know who God wants us to sacrifice a little bit something to help? How do we know? But the best answer is we just need to continue to give. Those that have the desire to give, those that have the desire to love people through our giving, right? Because giving is a sacrifice. 
You have to sacrifice something that you would have used for yourself to bless somebody. We need to continue to give over time. But when God sees our seriousness that we are givers, we love to give, then he will release the grace to lead us to who God wants us to give our help to. As we continue to give, God allows us to develop the appetite and the passion to give. Hallelujah. And as we continue, we just give as we feel, you know, that we need to help somebody. But as we continue, over time, God is going to release the grace. The Spirit of the Lord now will be leading us to who God wants us to help. Hallelujah. Beloved, I, I, I laid the foundation for the shrewd uh, servant with the shrewd master. And that was Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 13. It spoke about the shrewd servant that, you know, kind of made a way to use some of his master's wealth to make friends for himself by giving people that owed his mother, his master money, some deals, like a debt-free deal, and he was in a way trying to find where to go because his master was about to fire him. So he used some of his master's wealth to find him something to do, a blessing to inherit when he loses his position and his employment. But the issue of who is a master over our heart, whether it's money, which includes material possession and wealth of God, Jesus explained that our sacrifice for God and our sacrifice for wealth and belongings and material possession is an issue that deals with our heart. So this issue of who is God over our heart, whether money or our, our, our material possession of God is an issue dealing with our heart. Jesus' explanation noted that true repentance and faith changes the way we act and think about money. Through repentance, if we say we've truly repented, if we say we really have faith in God, then the way we act and think about money will be changed, will be different. But faith here stands for our trust and our believing God. When we repent and are true to God, when we repent, meaning we turn our heart from our wickedness and then we turn that same heart towards God or Jesus and be true to God, we will also put our trust and our believing God for our needs to be met. We will also trust and believe in God for our need to be met. So in this time of what is going on in our world today with this coronavirus plague, what are we going to do? We're going to repent from our wickedness and what? Go all out for God and chase after God. We're going to turn our hearts around. It is a sign that we are to look for God. What is going on around us, it is a sign that we are not to put our trust and believe 
in our money, in our job, in our riches, in our wealth. Because those that coronavirus have killed, are they going to go into their grave with their money or their wealth? No. But what is your life going to look like in eternity if you do not know God? If you have not accepted Christ as your personal savior, a coronavirus has taken your life. Where would your soul end up? Exactly the scripture, our word, says where our soul will end up at those of us who don't know God that die in our sin. But beloved, if we repent and put our trust in God and believe him for everything, we'll also believe him to meet us at the point of our needs. Beloved, we can only trust someone if we believe in him or her. But more so, reference to God. The word of God says that trust no man. Why? Because a man, your wife, your husband, your loved one, your brothers, they can make promise. They can promise you. Oh, I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll do this for you tomorrow. Or oh, next week, I'll bless you. I'll do something for you. I'll be there for you when you need me. We're going to say all kind of encouraging words to make you feel good. Hallelujah. We're going to make all kind of promise, but not be there to deliver on the promises when the time comes. We might make promises as human beings, but we might not be around to deliver on the promise when the time comes. Why? Because when we make promises and we are sick or dead, we cannot fulfill the promise. We have a beginning and an end, but God that we serve, God that wants us to put our trust and our belief in Him, God is everlasting. Yes, He is. God is everlasting. He has no beginning or end. He lives outside the dispensation of life. His name that He revealed to Moses, the great prophet, the great deliverer, that brought the people of Israel out of their bondage and their captivity in Egypt, the word of the Lord says, when his first encounter with God, when the bushes was on fire but was not consumed by fire, Moses was turning the ship of his father-in-law. He had taken the ship, he was a shepherd. You see how God works? God had put him in training to be a shepherd for 40 years. And the time has come. Now God was calling him because he has been able to take care of sheep. God is now entrusting his people into his hand. The assignment to go and deliver as a shepherd has now come. So when God spoke to him in the wilderness, Moses asked God, so who would I say has sent me? What kind of God has sent me to you? And God said, tell them, I am that I am. I am has sent you. Let us all repeat, I am that I am. I am that I am. Why? Because he is everything to me. In time of coronavirus. In time of this plague, 
a time of this crisis, a time that fear and anxiety has taken over. Everything around us is speaking to fear. But we have to come to the realization that he is who he is. He said, I am that I am. We should come to the realization that God is everything to us. You have to speak that to yourself. You have to encourage yourself in this time that fear and turmoil and confusion has taken over everywhere. Hallelujah. I am that I am. He is everything to me. He is everything to you. Jesus' teaching makes us understand that a true disciple of Christ comes to realize that money cannot get us the things that are really important. We, as true believers, we that have profess that we trust and believe in God, we should come to the understanding that money cannot get us everything. Money can get us some things, but there, there are some real needs, there are some spiritual needs that money cannot buy. When it comes to spiritual needs, money cannot buy it. Most especially, but Christ can. We realize that money cannot buy us the most important things in life. Some spiritual needs, money cannot buy. But Christ can. Christ can, through Christ, we can receive those needs to be met. Hallelujah. The parable of the unjust steward in Luke chapter 16, verse 1 to 8, the text revealed that the master praised the steward for his shrewdness. The master pra praised the steward for his shrewdness. Hallelujah. But the master and the steward were of the world which is unrighteous, stands for unrighteousness. Our world today, those that are after the flesh, those that are working after the dictates of their flesh and not by spirit, obeying the word of God, stand for the unrighteousness of the world. Beloved, Jesus' interpretation in Luke chapter 16, verse 9 to 13, he was talking about our faithfulness. He was using this parable to drive the point as to how important we have to be faithful to God and the things of God. Why? Because disciples that are faithful do not need to be shrewd. We do not need to be shrewd. We do not have, need to be cunning. We do not have to find our own means to work out deals to make things go in our favor, to make the business go in our favor. To make that job or that relationship go in our favor. Hallelujah. Christ was describing the skill which unbelievers have of working within their generation to make money and to look out for themselves. How shrewdness is what the world uses. Shrewdness, cheating people out of things, covetousness. It's what the world uses to make money for themselves or to look out for each other. But beloved, with all that is going on now in our world, I want us to know three things about being faithful to God. 
three things about being faithful to God. The first one is as all other areas of Christian living, God's blessings in the area of finances is not based upon mind skills or shrewdness. Our blessings is not based on our skills or our shrewdness, but it is based on our faithfulness to the promises of God through our relationship with him and love to others. So our blessings we inherit through our relationship with God the Father and our love for each other. Let's look at Romans chapter 12 verse 8 to 21. Romans chapter 12 verse 8 to 21. Apostle Paul was advising. He says, oh, he who encourages in the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy in care for others with cheerfulness. Let's do all this with cheerfulness. Love is to be sincere and active. The reverend without guilt, without hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Detest all ungodliness. Do not tolerate wickedness. Hold untidy to what is good. Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection as members of one family. Give preference to one another in honor. Never lagging behind intelligence. A glow in the spirit. Enthusiastically serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Enthusiastically serving the Lord. Going all out for God. Sacrificing for the Lord. Constantly rejoicing in hope because of our confidence in Christ. Steadfast and patience in distress. Devoted to prayer. Continually seeking wisdom and guidance and strength. Contributing to the needs of God's people. Pursuing the practice of hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, who cause you harm or hardship. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, sharing others' joy. And weep with those who weep, sharing others' grief. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be hardy, conceited, self-important exclusively, but associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought for what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of God. Go ahead to 18. If possible, as far as it de depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in scripture, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. But if, you, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For by doing this, you will hit burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome and conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Yes. This is the command and the principles of God for us to inherit his promises 
and his blessing. The second point, we are to make friends for ourselves by using material possessions. How do we make friends for ourselves by using material possessions? Giving and helping others, not just family. This will be credited to you in heaven, both during your lifetime and eternity. When you are in need, the heavens will cause men to give to your bosom. That is how you make friends with we make friends with our riches and our wealth. So that it will be credited to us in the heavens. Hallelujah. The third point, Jesus use of shrewd will mean be wise. Be wise with what God has blessed you with. Be wise over your resources. Because we are stewards over God's resources. Be wise with what God blesses you with. Everything that comes to you, remember that you are just a steward. God has put over his resources. Meaning, we do not own anything, but we are given custody of certain resources by God for a time. So everything that is released out to you as a blessing, God has given you to take care of it for a period of time, for a short period of time. Therefore, we need to remember that the last coming is at hand. Let us remember that the last coming is at hand. He said he will be coming like a thief. No one knows when the world will end. No one knows when the Savior will be coming. Let's look at his word in John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. He said he goes to prepare us a place. He said, do not let your heart, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and trust in him. Have faith, hold to it. Rely on it, keep going, and believe also in me. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would not have told you. Because I am going there to prepare a place for you. He is going to heaven to prepare a place for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. Beloved, we need to be mindful of this fact. Also, we also need to know that there is a time that we shall die. Death is part of our living. No man will live forever. At the point of time, the maker is, will be calling us to answer to what we did with our, our resources, to answer to what we did with the relationships that he blessed us with, to answer to everything God blessed us with. But during that, we cannot take money with us. When we die, we cannot take our riches, our wealth with us. Money will not last, but we will last for what? Eternity. Money will not last, but we will last for eternity. Let us go all out for God. Let us determine that we shall serve God. Joshua said, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You have to make that determination. Whether coronavirus or not coronavirus, yes. you have to determine that you 
worship the Lord. Our sacrifices determines our love for God. Hallelujah. Let's give God all the glory. Let's give him all the honor. Let's bless.